Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 50 of the Rocket Punch Cast. Big 5-0. Big 5-0. Huntsville 5-0. <laughs> not, not like the police <laughs> 5-0. <laughs> I don't even know. I tried to make like a 70s police drama. Like Miami Vice style. Yeah, like, thing. you know. Two guys talking about video games into microphones. We need some old old school vector graphics and I think we'll be... Rocket Punch 5-0! This is episode 50 of the Rocket Punch cast. I am Seth. Joined by Cameron. Hello, everyone. It's just us. It is. It's just us this week. It's like a little quiet. It's not as... I don't know. I miss the other two guys. It's, yeah. We'll, we'll have them back on for sure. Uh, especially as we ramp into Game of the Year stuff. Oh, yeah, it's, it's coming. coming. Very soon. It's coming. Um, so, yeah. We're going to be talking about some cool stuff today. But this is... Technic- we let, Let's talk about everything that's going on right now. Right. One... This is episode 50, which is kind of a big deal. Halfway there. Halfway to 100. 50 episodes in a year. Yeah. I mean, now if the podcast were to say hello, it would be like, hello. If if you... No, not some grandpa voice. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. It's like 65, 70. We got some time. Yes. But like, if you break that down, that means we've really only missed two weeks of recording for the entire year. You're right. So that's 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 pretty impressive. I'm trying in to and think, of itself. I feel like there's there was a reason for maybe missing those. I don't know. I, I feel like it, something else. It was probably it. like um, people got sick. Could be it, um, or something to that effect. Well, there's more than that because we have the game of the year. We have creator spotlight, all that stuff kind of crammed <laughs> that's in true. here for now. That's so. true. Um, but yes, yeah, so we have it's episode fifty. It's also the Christmas episode or the holiday episode. Non-denominational holiday episode. <laughs> welcome to the Rocket Punch non-denominational. Wow. Welcome to the Rocket Punch non-denom. Wow. Non-denominational. There you go. Non-denominational get it out. podcasting. Get it out. <laughs> How to podcast. Uh, welcome to the Rocket Punch non-denominational holiday. Spectacular. Festive cast. I don't know. I'm trying really hard. Um, the episode title is going to be that, but this. F F F dash F dash festive cast. That's it. That's it. Um, yes, thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited to be talking about video games this week. As always, we are going to start with what we played this week. Cameron, you always go first. Not because of any written rule or law. It's just there's nothing in stone. The, the, most of our culture is framed around someone just did it and then it's stuck. <laughs> Um, so tell us, what have you been playing this week? Um, it's, it's been kind of a quiet week for me, which is bad because we have game of the year coming up. Yeah, you need to, and I, I need to, <laughs> you need to get on this. I need to get on that horse and play a bunch of those games. Um, I personally can't wait for final fan for final fantasy 15 to get beaten out by Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. <laughs> really? Every, every category. <laughs> every category. That it gets nominated for, yes. We'll see. We'll see. What's the other? Uh, yeah, actually, Plants vs. Zombie. Oh well, okay, that's gonna it be. It came a out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a great. I will have the poison pill in my <laughs> mouth, and I say, if anyone votes against it, I will bite. <laughs> this blood will be on your hands. Well, I, I did um, have been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy 15 this week. Um, still in Hammerhead, still kind of down near the second part. Still enjoying that game a lot. Um, I've said before that I enjoy the like the way they do the leveling system is really good. And just learning the nuances of combat were pretty cool. Um, I I've, we, I also played, of course, I'm sure everyone has played Super Mario Run. 
Yes. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a second there. I think we'll, I'll, I'll save my impressions for when eventually you talk about this. Cause I want to chime in there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> my, this is an interesting one. One of the more memorable things, memorable things that I've played this week, um, for people who are in the Huntsville, Alabama area, they know full well, especially if you follow us on social media, we have, um, our co-working, co-working night, which is hosted by um, groups downtown in our um, Alabama.com building. But there is a um, the after hours, ga- uh, after hours Game Dev Group meets there once a month, and their meeting was last week. We It was very fun because we had um, a paper jam this week. We basically I really made- hate those. you gotta, you got to open the back up to get in the service door. <laughs> Sometimes you even got to get a pair of scissors out because it's so bad jammed up in there. <laughs> Toners everywhere. Yeah, you get the PC load letter, and you're yep. just like, what, what the hell is what that? What does that even mean? Why don't you just say paper jam? Like, why does there have to be a code for something that's so obvious? Anyways. Um, but uh, we, for about 40 minutes, we were um, we split up into groups, and we made different little board games. Um, my group actually took a hex grid, and we made this game called Snowmageddon. It was a super cool game. Basically... It was this hex grid game and it was four players and we added these rules using like cards and dice to actually like throw snowballs at each other. The objective was basically you're building forts and throwing snowballs at each other and then you can summon like monsters and yetis to go um, attack the other players. You know, there's a yeti out there that's crying right now. Because you were like monsters and yetis. Like you removed <laughs> yetis from monsters and the yeti is just like, Cameron gets it. We're not monsters. We're just, well, you, know, you know, we're just abominable snow. We're here at Rocket Punch. We're very culturally sensitive. Yes. You know? We want to accept all um, supernatural beings. I got to go with that. Okay. Extra natural beings. I like that. Okay. Extra natural. <laughs> is that a word? it is now (laughs) welcome to english (laughs) but it it was very cool just like learning and designing the um that game with with those other guys and sitting there we had a couple of game developers um that in the area that helped design it one of them um his name was chuck um you actually if you follow us on our twitch um twitch.tv slash rocket punch live you'll actually see him do a lot of development streams Mm -hmm. Um, and um, we host that so that's pretty cool he actually went home that night and actually made a working copy of that game he's still working on it so if I can I'll definitely um, grab it in the show notes and put it in our um, put it in our show notes so everybody can get a chance to play it It it's really fun now we're going to get that 40% cut when it hits the uh, iOS app store we'll talk with Google Play Store we'll talk with Chuck we'll see what we can Rocket Punch Studios presents (laughs) Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. We have um, no announcements related to game studios at this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a really fun game. It was really cool. It was very interesting to kind of sit there and kind of get into the nuts and bolts of like game development. Sure, it was a board game. Now, but we're not playing Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right. We would get in trouble if we were designing that game. Or even some offshoot would probably get some hit with some... Nah. You can you can steal whatever you want. Instagram taught us that. <laughs> you can steal whatever you want. You just got to name it something else. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but it, it was really fun. 
it was really cool spending that time with everybody there and kind of getting together. If you are an aspiring game developer and you're in the Huntsville, Alabama or North Alabama area, definitely encourage you to go to those after hour game dev uh, meetups there. You can find them on Facebook. Um, we'll put a link in the, in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put a link in there so you guys can definitely tune into that. But it was fun. I had a great time with that. Um, those are my big gaming things. I've been, weirdly enough, I don't know why I've been in a NCIS show binge. Okay. I'm on season seven. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's, I don't know what's, most of my weekend was spent watching NCIS. Just, I don't That's know. not video games. <laughs> it's not, but it's still relevant. We got the new show coming soon. <laughs> oh, we do. Yeah. We probably should. NCI. Well, no, I was, we're making an NCIS podcast now, right? Three hours review we, of each episode. We could. Stay tuned. No. No, don't stay tuned. No, don't do don't that. stay tuned for that. <laughs> they just um, lost 12 subscribers. <laughs> hey, there not. are some NCIS fans There's some out there. some fall off here. There's some fall off here. Um, but that was pretty much my week. Uh, what about yours? Well, I played all two out of three of the things that you played. Um, Super Mario Run is... I have accepted it into my heart. Okay. I was sitting at a restaurant today. I had been basically just milking like every ounce of life out of the three levels that you're given for free. Just <laughs> and, like And the 22nd trial in the boss level. Yeah, like trying so desperately hard to not give myself an excuse to buy that game. And then my myself said, Seth, this is a Mario game. This is the first Mario game that came out, come out on the iPhone. Put your credit card number in. <laughs> Just do it. And I was like, okay, I'll do you it. You can't argue with that logic. So I've started playing the full version of the game, and Super Mario Run is... Nintendo... I'll say Nintendo is not just one of the greatest video game companies out there. They are some of the smartest developers, period for things they are and they've always done this they have they've taken hardware right like they'll take Mm -hmm. the n64 they'll take the like this nintendo and super nintendo were pretty straightforward but the n64 is where they really started to experiment on the hardware side i feel like Mm -hmm. they started to rumble pack and stuff like that oh yeah the gamecube the wii the wii u even the end of the switch they've always been really good at having this hardware present and finding the best way to utilize it to maximize it right like the wii u gamepad is a perfect example right like it's got the nfc it's got these motion controls it's got this screen like all of those things even as stupid as they are and as much as they contributed to the wii u's downfall like they utilized it right well i mean they're they're one of the because it's their hardware they were one of the few developers that are actually utilizing that hardware because they yep. knew what it was capable of yep um so what they have done now is they have walked into another platform right in this case, starting with iOS, or if you're on Android, you can enjoy Super Plumber Run. <laughs> I saw that. It's great. Um, no Android hate. I just exclusivity for mobile devices is now a thing, also. So welcome. Yep. It's been it's been a thing. We've arrived. Oh yeah. Uh, but they managed somehow in the and from the start. I think the messaging for this has been great. The Mario game you can play with one hand. That's it. Let me let me share with you a bit of tidbit. A, a tidbit of marketing knowledge. If you can summarize your product that beautifully, then you're good. Like that is that that, that is the best yeah. marketing that you could have done. It's it's one of the first tips when you start the game. Like the first tip you see, 
Mario, Super Mario Run can be played with only one hand. Yep. That's the first thing you see yep. every time. And it's a, it's a game that, like, it's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect. It's a runner game, so if you don't like runner games, in surprise, you're in for a bad time. I'll say it's the best runner game. I, I'll say probably in a mobile device in the App Store, it's the best endless runner, quote-unquote, yeah. that you're going to find, period. It's I think it's executed flawlessly. It's easy. There aren't these like weird buttons on the screen that you have to keep your finger on in that area in order for yep. you to jump or think, do things like that. I, I'm still trying to... I'm hesitant on if it's worth $10. Could you speak to that? Yeah, worth so $10? here is... Here is the thought process that I went through. The maze of decision making that I went okay. through. So every single level... And you, if you played the trial, you get this. Every single level has three coin configurations, right? Yep. And they're basically easy, medium, and hard, right? It's like pink coin, purple coin, uh, gray coin, yeah, black some, coin. Something like that, yeah. Um, and so those are, each con- coin configuration takes more and more practice to really knock out. Um, there are, I believe, uh, maybe 24 levels. Uh, six, six worlds. Six Three worlds. levels. And then you have your boss level. So about... Yeah, around 20-ish. Okay, so around 20, 24 worlds. And each one has about f- really three playthroughs each that you can kind of get out of it. So, like, that in of itself is a, is a great value. I think the Toad Rally is the long-term, like, come back every day type of experience. Like, you'll mm-hmm. check in to do a Toad Rally a day. You'll do the bonus game, which gets you the token, the tickets to do the Toad Rally. That's fun. Kingdom Builder has a lot of potential. The big reason I bought this game is I saw a lot of potential in this game as well. Like, it's fun. Like, what you buy now is fun. But I also see where, like, as we inevitably get to the Switch launch with a new Mario game, like, there will definitely be promotional things. You think they'll update it? Oh, yeah. Like, it will be updated. I feel like, because when you buy it, it literally says in the in-app purchase, would you like to buy Worlds 1 through 6? Well, you know what comes after 6? Seven. <laughs> so there's going to be more levels. I feel like this will be an Angry Birds development cycle of like they released the game right and then they kept coming out with packs. The okay. only difference is the packs will not be free. That's that's Seth guarantee. But I imagine... I, I, I don't blame them for not making them free. Two ninety nine for World 7. That's my guess. Ooh, per level? Ooh, man. Like, uh, maybe one ninety nine, but this is Nintendo, let's be real. Yeah, I know. I mean, $10 for the game. I was like, oh, wow. It's, but it's... It's a Mario game, and it's and I say that, and it is it is polished like a Mario game. So oh, I I do not disagree with you. If you, on you that. own Super Mario Run, you are literally the Bill Gates. You are the Elon Musk of <laughs> of mobile gaming because apparently ten dollars is a lot of fucking money on iPhones for mobile games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Square Enix. Most of the games they release I are like 15 bucks. I cannot believe that this is a $10 video game. Purchase 50 loot boxes for Overwatch <laughs> credit card. Because I'm using a keyboard and mouse, it justifies this purchase of these digital somehow, booster packs. Somehow. Can't somehow. wait to unlock these skins. It's going to be great. Oh, there's a legendary. Oh, it's a dupe. <laughs> great. Awesome. Uh, that's uh, it, It's a good game. Okay. It's a good game. Best mobile runner out there. And it's Mario. I want you to know I had a moment when I collected the first coin and I heard the coin noise come out of my iPhone. I said, like, I almost put it down. I almost dropped it. I was like, whoa, (laughs) whoa. That 
Nah. We're all all the sounds are What's very happening? authentic. Oh, it's I mean it's a Mario game. Like yeah. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And there's no joke going this is a promotional item, just like Pokemon Go was a promotional item for Pokemon Sun and Moon. This is a promotional item for the inevitable 3D Mario we get on the launch of the Switch. Like no Or question. even just the Switch in in it in and of itself. Yeah. Because like, hey, here's Mario. Nintendo makes this. Guess what else Nintendo is making? Yeah. Coming soon. January 18th, or sorry, January 12th, they're going to come out and they're going to be like, we're really excited about how many copies of Super Mario Run we've shipped. We can't wait to bring you Mario's next adventure. I think um, I think I saw reports of it was trending above Pokemon Go yep. in its first week or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, it's the the big thing there is, I you know, my question is, what is the... What is the the conversion rate, right? Like, what are the number of people that download the free version versus the ten dollars? But it was top grossing. So. Well, it's it's one app. You you download the app. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, how many? What percentage of people <laughs> converted and converted paid. and paid the ten dollars? Yeah. That's that's because I don't think we'll ever see that number from Nintendo. They're just going to say, hey, this many downloads. Yep. Switch is coming. <laughs> Mario's adventures continue. Only on Nintendo Switch. There you go. Coming soon to Target, Walmart, everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so I played a lot of that. I also played Final Fantasy XV. I played a Final Fantasy game. I went, I held down circle. I held down square. <laughs> I pressed triangle to go up to the uh, eagle point. There you go. Yeah. The assassin point. <laughs> sort of. And then I eagle dived. Onto the enemies with my sword. <laughs> um, I will say this. Final Fantasy XV is uh, a game I can't wait to kind of continue the journey with. I spent about two hours in it, so literally I sneezed on it. Like, yeah. Just a passing. <coughs> yeah, you, but you spent maybe a little bit less than the time I've been in there with. So I uh, am really excited. Like, I do like the quest system. There are some things in that game that were uh, the tutorial I spent 20 minutes in. Trying to I figure spent- out the freeze mode. The, the, <laughs> the wait mode, wait, wait mode. mode, wait yeah. mode. That's it. Scan mode, whatever it is. Um, I didn't realize it was an option. You literally enter a menu. I feel like scanning would be something I would map to a key, but um, whatever. I didn't spend ten years developing the game, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun. I can tell that thing is a just an absolute like it is just flaunting the Final Fantasy nostalgia. <laughs> like it is shamelessly. Hey, big boy. <laughs> it's like straight up like like 18 year or 17-year-old daughter. She just came down. You're like, what is that top you're wearing? Go change right now. You are not going out in that clothes and those clothes. And then she just pulls out like a cassette player playing the Chocobo music. And it's just like, screw you, mom. I do what I want. And it just leaves in her car with four dudes. <laughs> Pop stars. Anyways, there you go, there it's you. a good movie. Or it's a good game. Um I said, I, there's some. There are two movies apparently as well. There's an anime and a movie. So. The movie was good. Uh, Kingsglaive. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what's going on in it. In the movie. In the thing at all. The four guys. I'm like, why are they leaving? Don't know. Yeah, the story. It hasn't really started off. Um, at least in the initial parts of giving you an idea of what's going on. The, yeah. If you watch the movie Kingsglaive before you play, they give you some more context. Um, but not a lot. You at least have an overarching view of, okay, okay this is what I think is going on. You know, I remember another game that took most of its lore and outsourced it to an external media. Hmm. What game would this be? Hmm. Uh, didn't it start with an O? I feel like I was destined to figure, oh. to remember the name of that, but <laughs> I can't remember it now. 
So uh, I guess we'll just move along because it's probably made that little of an impact on, yeah. uh, on gaming. No, this is not a big deal. Um, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shade is dark. Um, so I enjoyed playing it. I am going to play it some more. Good. I can't Good. wait to see how it turns out. It's. I was like, I want an RPG, but I don't want to play a Bethesda game. I'm curious how, as as you play it more, what you what your thoughts are on it. Just because Square Enix has touted this game as like for fans of Final Fantasy and for newcomers, it's the first thing that comes on the screen when yeah. you click New Game. A Final <laughs> Fantasy for fans new and old. Yep. And I was just like, well, that's a bold statement. Thanks for leading with that. That's your a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> All right, well, I'm down with this. No, it's 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 cool. It's neat. Um. The, I'm going to say that the first character you meet that is not part of the boy band is this woman who is completely quiet tier ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, all my, like quiet is in a league of her own, just being oh, yeah. stupid. Like, this woman wears no clothes, but there's a reason for it. But this woman just doesn't wear any clothes. <laughs> and, like, I knew because her tool belt was thicker than her shorts. Her, her tool belt could eclipse the shorts she was wearing. <laughs> and that is when I knew, Japan, please. Yep, Japan. I almost took you seriously. You shouldn't have. It's okay. You um, shouldn't have. Brought vibrant culture. <laughs> the, f- the fuck are we doing with the perception of women? Anyways, that's a different topic. But the um, overall, the game was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to sink my teeth in more. But I've cool. only played two hours, so like literally... Yeah, I read the very, manual. very, very tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. I mean, that's all it takes, though. Just very true. Ask the Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic knows. Man, there were like seven horrible jokes wrapped up in that one. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. That was like a cocktail don't, of don't, horrible. Keep jokes. driving. Don't look back. That's it. Um, so the last thing that I played a lot of, and I'm, sh- and I know that you played as well because we streamed it, and that is the Overwatch Winter Wonderland. It's so fun. It's really so fun. Good. The May Snowball Fight? Yes. Let me explain all of the reasons why May Snowball Fight is the best. One, it features all Mays. Two, Soldier 76 is the narrator. Three, it features all Mays. Four, <laughs> it has a unique gameplay twist on familiar mechanics. Five, it features all Mays. <laughs> Six, it features all Mays. I'm sensing a theme here. Maze my boo. It's just, you know, one shot. You have to find these snow piles all over the course. And it really, like, that mechanic alone, changing how Maze Gun works, really makes you kind of have to work together with your team. Yeah, it's a team game for sure. And I love when you get down to three people, and it's just like the one person is just like, it's like Predator. (laughs) And you're the human, and you're just running. All you can do is run. You're, you're slamming your, your cooldowns just like, what I, I, I can buy four seconds this way. <laughs> and you're just trying to absorb a snow pile, but there's no hope. Only death awaits you. <laughs> Only death. It's if, a good game. If, if by death you mean a cold, icy snowball to the face. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there are skull and crossbones. There's death. <laughs> also, best voice line in any video game ever produced by Blizzard. I'm going to put a rock in this one. <laughs> it's the best. It is cute. I haven't heard that it one yet. It is diabolical. It's when, like when you absorb the snow, she'll sometimes be like, I'm going to put a rock in this one. And I'm just like, oh my God, May, I can't with you. You're too cute. Please don't put anyone in a co- into a coma. Thank you. Um, but I've been playing a lot of that. 
Um, okay. Again, I will continue to to stand on this banner. I'm the crazy guy that stands at the corner of Main Street and uh, Central Road, and that is the loot box is the absolute fucking worst way to acquire cosmetic items in any video game I've ever played. I love unboxing loot loot boxes and finding oh it's filled with three duplicate skins and a white item. Yep, riveting. Ooh, riveting. <laughs> like I I really do wish that Blizzard would just like. Do a season pass. Do it like do it. Wow, this shit. Fifteen dollars. Uh, Fifteen dollars. If you do an event every two months, right? Thirty bucks for the whole for everything. Thirty bucks for the holiday pack. And then you download all. You get all the skins. It's everything. You get everything. Right? So and you do that every two months with a new pack. That's fifteen bucks a month, same as your WoW subscription. Sit on the money. But nope, nope, no. I think the. Not getting too deep in the weeds here, but I think probably the main reason might be. If the if that continues to be a holiday thing every year, then if you buy it once, what's the point of you going back to it? I think they're thinking maybe of longevity, keeping you playing. Yeah, like you don't you don't get them all this year, but next year you'll be able to get them all. So or just keep you playing through the event. Yeah, that's true. To get more loot boxes. I mean, it's genius. It's really genius what they've done. Blizzard's a monster. <laughs> they're a monster. The good one. The good it's monster. A, no, no, this is this is bad monster. This is a bad monster. It's a good game. <laughs> But they, they wrap some diabolical chemicals up in there with it. <laughs> that endorphin release. I bet you anything there was a there was a there was a meeting about the sound related to the loot boxes. Oh, I'm sure. The like, like the the money. It's it's a casino. I mean, you're fucking in a casino. We are in Las Vegas. Opening. We're playing the slot machine. Like the psychological, just you know, when there's a reason that Las Vegas casinos are windowless, bright, so you lose concept of time. You don't know how long you've been in there. Oh, I've only been here an hour. There's no clock built into Overwatch. <laughs> you don't, you won't see any clocks on the wall. I think it's just all the rooms and all the enjoy, enjoy the shrimp. <laughs> now, that's what I'm waiting for when Overwatch just spits shrimp out of my CD drive. Shrimp. Yeah, just like some hors d'oeuvres. It's like I open it, there's some quiche in there. I'm like, mmm, delicious. I don't know if technologically we're there yet, but you we're know. getting there. Blizzard will be the first. To get on it. <laughs> what is Tesla? Shut it down. Get on food printing. 3D hors d'oeuvre printing. <laughs> One day we'll make it happen. Yeah. Wow. All in all, it's been a good week in games. We're coming up on Christmas. Yeah, it's coming up soon. So that means that we're all about to get our shit ton of games, probably. Um, immediately after that, it says, did you enjoy the holidays? Well, the Steam sale is here. The winter sale? Re- yep. Always. Oh, it always starts right after Christmas. Really? The winter sale always starts right after I, Christmas. I need, okay, continue. I'll be looking at that. It's, no, no, it's going it, to. Here's what it is. It's going to set up the VHS recorder on the tripod, and it's going to record its manifesto. With the wallet held hostage, it says we have taken the wallets. We are here to we are here to make a statement. It is now that our boy is now seventy percent off. Come on down for the glory of gaming. <laughs> um, and then they will they will send that video to all the major press outlets. Send the little like hostage note with the like cut out magazine letters. <laughs> yes, I'm talking full on Batman and Robin. Jokers or not Joker, uh, Riddler, stupid like magazine there you go. cut yep, out. That's it. That's exactly what I want. Um, but yes, hope everyone has a great Christmas. That's awesome. Christmas is coming up. Enjoy it. 
hopefully you'll listen to the Rocket Punch cast during it. Share it with your friends. You've got time. You can do it. You can. You can always go over to rocketpunchgo.com where all of our content lives. That's our written content, videos, streams, all of that fun stuff lives on rocketpunchgo.com. It's a one-stop shop. Plug and play. Just have fun. Go there today. Ooh, that's good. I, yeah, I give it, it, right it a 6.2 out of 10 <laughs> IGN. I mean, it was good. It wasn't it's, great. It's all right, yeah. It wasn't legendary, <clears> but it's okay. It's I mean, start. a 6.2 is not a bad score. Yeah, but it's not good either. <laughs> I'm making a lot of shade jokes over here. Anyways, uh, as, as always, you can head over to Twitter. Um, we are on Twitter at uh, Rocket Punch Go. Instagram is at Rocket Punch Go. And YouTube.com slash Rocket Punch Go. Recently, we've been spending a lot of time on Twitch, so twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. We have some really cool stuff coming up there, and uh, you'll want to definitely make sure and follow us. Following doesn't cost anything. You just click the heart and sign in, and then you will get notified whenever we go live, and that way you can watch us play video games, review games, do other stupid things, because now there's an IRL category. Oh, yeah. We'll have to plan something for that. I mean, I was watching Bob Ross last night on Twitch. That's good. Bob Ross's. If you haven't watched Bob Ross, please just go watch Bob Ross. Now we're going to put a happy little tree. Yep. Happy little tree. There's no mistakes. Just just happy Happy little accidents. (laughs) And uh, also at the end, the subtitle right at the end, it just says happy music in parentheses. (laughs) It's great. The formula is perfect for that. Anyways, um, a big one, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Rocket Punch. We've just reorganized the tiers. You can get access to the Rocket Punch cast bonus episode for $3 a month. If you contribute $3 a month or more, you will get the bonus episode. We moved the um, merchandise, so the sticker and the pin is now at the $5 tier. Uh, the $1 tier gets you the um, wallpaper pack. We have some go. cool wallpaper packs coming out. And you'll be able to download that. And then above and beyond that, we've got awesome things like Q&As. And even at the $25 tier, the Rocket Punch shirt. It's good. Which is awesome. It's wonderful. So head on over to patreon.com slash rocketpunch and go ahead and start contributing because it helps the show grow. It does. It helps us pay for things as they break. It helps us cover the cost of the website. There's a lot that goes into it. So definitely help us out. We really appreciate it. And last but not least, make sure to rate and review on iTunes if you are listening to just the podcast, that is the best way you can get the Rocket Punch cast in front of other people's ears. Physically in front of their ears. Right <laughs> up here. Um, thank you so much for listening. It's awesome. So, we are going to kick off straight into one of our topics this week. I don't know much about this, but Cameron, you may have I, a couple of things to talk about. I do. Uh, in light, I'm, I'm going to spew out a mouthful here, so everyone bear with me. Oh, my. Um, <clears throat> it's been probably the last... Uh, I would say two-ish weeks. We've been getting a lot of rumors about Final Fantasy in their, its 30th anniversary. Um, for people who don't know, the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy is coming out next year, I believe. It is um, in late December. I know December 18th is the day um, that Final Fantasy re- was released, but it has been almost 30 years since that game franchise has been released. And there have been a lot of rumors popping up about Final Fantasy and what Square Enix is going to do for the 30th anniversary of the games of the game series. And so one of the leaks, interesting, interestingly enough, um, I pulled from VG leaks. I read this and there. I don't I don't know how this is true. If this is true, especially the last half of this. 
how like logistically how is this going to be possible i have no idea okay no idea um to break it down here i'm looking at the article and i, I will read from the article um 2017 will be the 30th anniversary for final fantasy and square enix will celebrate the milestone with the following items now the i will say these are all rumors so take this all with a grain of salt um final fantasy releases in 2017 to celebrate the anniversary, Square will launch Final Fantasy VII Remake, the first episode, and Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, as main games to celebrate the Final Fantasy's birthday. There's also rumors of a Final Fantasy XIII trilogy coming to PlayStation 4. Um, sometime during the next year, it'll include all the Final Fantasy XIII games, 13, 13, 2, and Lightning Returns, um, in 1080p, 60 frames, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. What's interesting here is the Final Fantasy 30th Anniversary Collection. Now strap in, like get go get a like a harness, a belt Once buckle this harness. Baby hits 88 miles per hour. <laughs> you're gonna see some serious shit. If I, I will definitely say, if this is true, then holy crap. Okay, I'm just gonna read directly what I have from this article. This compilation will include Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9, and it will be released on PlayStation 4 and PS Vita in a single disc and card. It will include two versions of Final Fantasy 1 and 6, 1 to 6, original versions from the NES, SNES, and modern ports, uh, mostly mobile ports. Final Fantasy 7 to 9 will be based only on the newest ports. Final Fantasy 2 and 3 from NES will receive an official English translation for the first time. Games will be based on Japanese versions. So you basically you'll be able to play the parts that were cut out when the games were released from Japan over to the US. That's a big cool. one. That's a big deal. Um, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Apparently there will be three versions coming to the Final Fantasy Collection. A regular version, which is just the game in the poster. The scrub version. Yeah, pretty much. The collector's edition, which is the game, poster, art book, an 8-bit black mage keychain, a chocobo plush, and the two discs with a selection of songs chosen by, you know, the series, I guess, orchestrator for music, uh, Nobuo Uematsu. An intern in marketing. There's a third one. <laughs> this The crystal complete edition... Apparently, it will only be available in limited quantities in the Square Enix's website for PlayStation 4. The Crystal Complete Edition will include... <clears throat> I have to clear my throat for this. <clears throat> the games. Final Fantasy 30th Anniversary Collection titles, which is Final Fantasy 1-9, Final Fantasy 10 and 10-2 HD, Final Fantasy 12: The Zodiac Age, Final Fantasy 13 Trilogy, Final Fantasy 15 and all DLC, Final Fantasy 14: A Realm Reborn, including all expansions plus a three-month subscription, special items for Final Fantasy XI Mobile, and Final Fantasy XIV will be included as well. No, we're not done. Physical items. All the content included in the collector's edition, which was the 8-bit Black Mage keychain, art book, poster, chocobo plush, and the two discs with the selection of songs. We're not done. It will also include two extra discs for the soundtrack, a crystal necklace, a Moogle plush, a black mage statue, all three Final Fantasy trading card game starter decks, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, Kingsglaive Final Fantasy XV, and Brotherhood Final Fantasy XV. Everything will be packed in a luxury chest decorated with the Final Fantasy logo. 
And just to clarify, these plans that just apply to North America. What the fuck? I <laughs> I don't have much nostalgia for Final Fantasy. But if this is true, this is probably one of the greatest compilations of anything ever. I will let you know that if this is true, big if this is true, I will I will if I need to pull a second mortgage on my house in order to get the crystal complete edition, it will happen. Don't care what my wife says. Financing part- available in the corner. Thanks <laughs> for the buy button. Financing available. Just put in put in all the information about your house and your We can't wait to hook you up with a Final Fantasy credit card. Oh God. You don't can, don't you can earn crystal points. <laughs> that can be redeemed for gear and Final Fantasy fifteen or subscription time and Final Fantasy fourteen. Don't give people good don't give people ideas like that, Seth. Calm down. But this is like this is a lot. This is all rumor and speculation, but uh, is there any way that they could do this? I, I for me, following Square Enix and Final Fantasy, I don't see a way they could release all of that. It would be awesome. It would be great if they've been working on this, but like one through nine, the original ports, re- remasters of twelve, thirteen, the entire trilogy, fourteen and fifteen. Like that is a lot. That's a lot. I think that. With how much was talked about there, that makes me think that that is kind of fake. However, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think that the 1 through 9 is super duper feasible. I think that is. You're right. I think that the the details that you shared on the 1 through 9, that it's like, it's the original Japanese translation. Like, that's official. Those games are already there. All they have to do is just some back-end coding like the Mega Man... Legacy collection. Yeah, I mean that's add some perfect. menu and just you choose what game that you is a play. perfect sixty dollar, honestly a holiday game. Like that is a perfect thing to fill out the holiday for um, big Final Fantasy PlayStation games. Four. Yeah, like yeah. that is a fantastic pick for that. The idea of including like ten and ten two are are cool. Like they have the PlayStation Two section in the store now, so they can just plop those right in there. Yeah, and it would work. Well, they they've already been. Here's the deal. 10 and 10 2, those are HD versions. They've already been re re released for PS4. So was actually, it for PS4? Or? It's oh, for it was PS4. PS4, wasn't it? So oh, they yeah, just, then just pack it in. They could pack that in. Um, Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age, That's they've already announced that. That's in work. That's supposed to come out sometime next year. So that's in work. Okay. Final Fantasy 13, the trilogy, I have no idea if that is supposed like That could be done. That's a, but that it requires work because those games have to be upscaled to 1080p, 60 frames. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy 14, it's there. It's already been released. Just given access to it. 15, it's been released. The some of the laughable, <laughs> the Final Fantasy 7 remake. There's no way that game comes out. I don't even care if it's the first episode. There's no, if that came if that comes out in 2017, I'm going to be very very skeptical. Of like, I think you're doubting. You're doubting the like the, the it, thirst. Like, could we not wait until 2018 to release that? Well, it, when was it announced? So, episode one was announced last year, 2015. 2015. Yep, it was E3 2015. I I'm not I am not a expert game developer, but I would say that especially if you're doing an episodic game, you I mean Telltale announces things six months before they come out now yeah. uh, granted this is not a telltale game there was something playable 
back then, two years ago. So the engine was up, the graphic, the assets were yeah, there. Yeah, they showed some gameplay. Like, I think it, and I think that one thing that people have to be super duper careful of is like they're setting their expectations for this because this is episode one. This very well could just be the train battle. <laughs> like, it very well could just be like the getting, You're right, you're right. Like getting, and I don't know, I know that the train battle is like the first thing that happens in the game. It, the, the train, it's that train in that whole opening, that is the opening sequence. Like that, I feel like that could very well be what we're getting. So like, in that case, yes, you could get that out. You had a playable prototype at two years ago and then it's a, you know, it's a five hour playthrough. Mm-hmm. Sure. But yeah, if they're like, if this is a third of the game, then yeah, they need to be make, making sure that that shit takes a lot more time. I love the idea of this. Again, I think that Sony's strategy right now is is definitely like double down on nostalgia and they are doing a great job at 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 eliciting that response from people like all the reboots relaunches of all the classic PlayStation franchises is super smart. Final Fantasy is a cornerstone of the PlayStation brand. Well, I think they have a I think Sony has a well to pull that from. It's nothing against Microsoft, but Microsoft has the Xbox, Xbox 360 and Xbox 1, and so they have a lot of you'll see a lot of newer games from them or different games or maybe sequels of current versions, but there's really yeah. not a lot of older games they could pull from. Yeah, I right mean now. Master Chief Collection, that was the thing. Yeah. And it, you know, it's PlayStation's been around a lot longer has a much bigger catalog to pull from and I think and, and like just knowing PlayStation 4, like it came out, it got this early lead. It's doing a great job and now I think PlayStation really needs to brand itself. Like it needs to and, and it's doing it. Like I'm not like I'm not saying this is like as implied that they're not doing it, but they like they are creating a PlayStation Nation. Like, they are building their brand to be this club, right? And they've always done it in their ads, right? Like, having, like, the infamous people, you know, like, all these characters for their games, like, being in the ad, right? Oh, yeah. But it's now, it's like, in, uh, infamous guy, whatever his name was, don't know, no one really knows, because there's oh, no, like... Um, cool. Cole, okay, great. Like, <laughs> I don't play PlayStation enough, but I know who Crash Bandicoot is. I know who Parappa the Rapper are. Those are the mascots that they need to have at the front of that brand. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what they're doing now is like, Cloud, great mascot for your brand. <laughs> Literally the perfect mascot for your brand. Like, those are the things that they're doing. And, and I think that they are doing exactly what they need to do. This right here, where does the money go? That's the only question to ask. That's that's the one concern I have is how much would that cost? Like Let's the, guess. What is your guess? Hundreds of dollars. I well, I think the basic one is sixty bucks. I'd agree. I think that the a deluxe one is one hundred and fifty. Yeah. I think that the super one is three hundred and ninety nine dollars. It won't. I would say as much as five hundred. It wouldn't go above five hundred, but I would not be surprised. Between the four and five hundred dollar range, that's a lot of stuff. And it really depends on that statue, that black mage statue. It it depends on the quality of all of the physical items because those usually tend to drive the cost of collector's editions up. Um, See, I think honestly, I think it could be feasible. It would be two hundred dollars if we got like a Batman Batarang tier (laughs) statue. (laughs) You remember the Batarang? I do. That is that could be the the reality here. So it's. I think that the re-release of all the Final Fantasy games is going to be a way bigger deal than the than the yeah, bundles themselves. I think so, um, I mean, I would tell people just to 
keep an ear out. Um, there have been talks from one of the heads of the, um, the Square Enix, uh, Shinji Han- Hanamoto, something like that, um, to where we should hear something, quote, soon about what Square Enix is doing for the 30th anniversary. So stay tuned. Keep your ears open. Yeah, and- I also once asked my mom when she was going to get me a motorcycle, and she was like, we'll get you one soon. <laughs> I still do not own a motorcycle. <laughs> so soon is... That's soon why it's in quotes. Soon, soon. Is, Yeah, let's big finger quotes there. I, You know what I want? I want a pair of actual fo- giant foam hand finger quotes. That's what I want. Like mechanisms inside that I pull down and it is boom, boom. And I would use that all the time in our streams. Soon. All the time. Soon. Oh, so yeah. If that comes out, Cameron will. You, If it is announced, you'll know. Yeah. You'll, you you'll be walking down the street. You'll just see like this dark figure like laying in the end of the alleyway. And you'll walk up and it'll just be Cameron like shriveled. He'll be like... <laughs> Like what? What have you been doing? Why have you not been eating? He's like, Fun Fantasy Crystal Collection. And he's like, I have it. You got the necklace on, but you're like, food. Oh yeah, that's it. So, I would probably say I need a potion. More so than uh, Phoenix down. I know enough. Phoenix down. Um. Anyway, so Final Fantasy. I'm sure that we'll hear something about it, and then again, where will the money go? Where will we store all this money? Yep. Build a build a vault. <laughs> put it all in. Because there's no place to put it. Alright, so next topic for the Rocket Punch Cast, episode 50, is something that's super excited to talk about, but is a little spooky or a little dangerous, especially if you haven't seen Star Wars Rogue One. Yep, most definitely. Because we're about to spoil the fuck out of it. <laughs> so eloquently put, if you have not seen Star Wars Rogue One. This is the time to stop listening to the Rocket Punch cast. If you if you haven't seen Star Wars Rogue One, then thank you for listening to thank episode 50. Thank you for 50. listening to episode 50. It's been great. You can head to rocketpunchgo.com. You can follow us at Rocket Punch Go on Twitter and Instagram. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash rocketpunch. Thank you for listening. That's awesome. Now, when you, when you go watch that movie, come back to this episode. To this moment. Right here. And what, what? Hold on. What is this? It don't the look about, at it. The yeah. numbers that we look at because we <laughs> the, don't. The numbers don't lie. We the we, we talk about shenanigans for the first just fifteen minutes. After that, then just come back and listen to the spoiler cast right here at this moment. Yep, this single moment right now. Again, let me be clear: <laughs> we are going to spoil Star Wars Rogue One in the next thirty seconds. <laughs> so please stop listening at this time if you haven't seen it. Are you here? You still here? If you haven't seen the movie and you're still here, you're going to have a bad time. Yep. Let me use a dated meme. (laughs) It's too late now. We've given you enough warning. It's time. So now. Rogue One spoiler cast. Let's bring it in. Let's Let's go. Real in here. I'm going to get really close to the microphone. Okay. We're going to bring it right in here. All right. We're here. We're here. Welcome to the Cool Kids Club. (laughs) We are the cool kids because we've seen Rogue One. We have. I've seen it twice. I've seen it once. As of this recording. I think by the time this recording goes live, I'll probably have seen it a third time. <laughs> Next up is IMAX, for sure. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. That is yeah, that is going to happen. So, Rogue One, what did you think? Very good movie. Very good. Um, I 
<clears throat> Weirdly enough, I was anticipating the movie. I wasn't like super hyped for it. Maybe is the way I felt when episode seven was coming out. And it wasn't for any particular reason. I just, other stuff was going on. Oh yeah, Rogue One comes out. But I did go see it. It was very good. A lot of callbacks to the, like, callbacks to original trilogy and just like other things oh, like Disney that. Oh, Disney knows. <laughs> Disney knows now. They, they were like, we were really excited to be acquiring Star Wars. And they just literally took the first three and they were just like, we're just going to put those over here in the box. <laughs> we'll use them at some point. <laughs> Actually, pull some of those Clone Wars characters. We'll use those in Rebels. There you go. Everyone else, we'll be back. We promise. <laughs> Close door. You hear ching. <laughs> but um, I, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, what did you think about it? Um, Star Wars Rogue One is probably one of the best Star Wars movies that's come out in the time since the original trilogy. Really? It's one of the best. Like, it's the, the original trilogy is lives in a bubble, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's the original trilogy. Um, of everything that's come out since then, say what you will about the prequels. You know, they were things. The Rogue... Force Awakens was above the prequels in my view, like just in quality and storytelling and things like that. It was yeah. very simple, it was very clean, but so was A New Hope. And they really just were trying to go for A New Hope. This movie is the first Star Wars movie that I, like I was in the same boat as you, I was like, I don't really know what to expect, but this is a story I've wanted to be told for a long time. Yeah. Like how did they get the plans? And the two things that I loved about this movie was one, they did not, and again, this is something that's so important if you buy something like Star Wars, <laughs> don't cram nostalgia down our throats. Like, if this movie had been, hey, look, there's Luke Skywalker. He's making a cameo, right? <laughs> the, uh, like, the, uh, and we're, again, I'm going to get, we're starting, we're easing into the spoilers here. Yeah, yeah. But the, uh, the the guys from the bar, from the canteen, yes. they were in there. Like, I was like, ah! They, they bump into him yeah. and it's like, hey, I've got it. the death sentence on 12 <laughs> systems. It's just like, like in that moment, it made the universe feel like that was a great cameo. Which which makes me wonder, how the hell did they get off the planet in time for <laughs> Who knows? I mean, they just, they may be like the Slenderman of that universe. Like, they may be showing up everywhere. Like, Old Republic, they're chilling in the background like... They may have not died until Obi-Wan killed them. He may have killed some immortal creature, right? That's true. But, like, the this movie checked all the boxes for me. It had a crazy zany alien, the brain sucker thing. Yeah. Um, it had the... It had this story that was so simple, but had a lot of depth to it. Like, they are stealing the plans to the Death Star. That is what they're doing. But there were three stages to that, right? It was here's the guy we have to find we've got to find him and then we've got to steal the plans right and it was all leading up to that you know that final battle it was like it, the three parts i felt from the movie were first part is hey we have to go find the pilot the, the um, pilot yep. the imperial pilot who defected yep okay now we found him next stage is we have to find galen urso yep um jen's jen's father Yep. Because apparently there's a super weapon we have to take care of, which leads to the what you said, the final part, which is we must now take the Death Star plans. We have to steal them and get them so we know there's a weakness 
that's been built in there. We have to know. We have to get them now. Mads Mikkelsen is yes. in this movie. <laughs> Go ahead and get ready for I. I he is the villain. He is the new villain. I feel. How so? Well, like not not necessarily a villain, but he is like the he is like the morally ambiguous character that everyone because he's in Kojima. He is like he's in Death Stranding. <laughs> he is in Star Wars. Like, where did this guy's career come from? Out of he, oh, he he's been in around, but yeah, like, but he is no Star Wars. No Doctor Strange. He was the villain in Doctor Strange. He mm-hmm. was um, he's in Death Stranding. He was in the Hannibal movie or the Hannibal TV show that got canceled uh, yeah. about like a year or two ago. Yeah, um, he's been yeah he's been popping up a lot lately. I do um, really like Saul Guerrero. Um, Forrest Whitaker's character? Yep. Uh, Saul was a character that was originally referenced in Clone Wars. He was mentioned. I think there may have been a hologram of him. Yeah. And then now you're kind of seeing him kind of at the end of his military career. Spoiler. Again, (laughs) the end of his military career. (laughs) And he... It was really cool to see him in in that moment. He also gave me one of my favorite quotes from the movie that I'll use in a lot of things. Save the rebellion. <laughs> Save the dream. Like <laughs> I've already used it twice. Like so, yeah, that is the that is the fly you fools of this generation. <laughs> like it is truly amazing. But uh he he was a pretty simple character, but yeah, like the first third of that movie is find Saul. Yep. And and then it moved forward from there. It's I will say this. A lot of people are like, it was was it better or worse than than Force Awakens? I don't think it's fair to compare those two movies. Force they, Awakens was a a part of the Star Wars saga. It was the main seven. the mainline story. It was the mainline story. It's like, yo, what's going on with the Skywalker slash Kenobi's? Like that is literally <laughs> like what it is to to. A Skywalker and a Kenobi walk into a bar, and then seven <laughs> movies later, it's great. Anyway, so the this movie felt so much more like it was the it was a spinoff that was, and I hate to use the word spinoff because it implies like not great, but like I love the branding of Star Wars story. There was no crawl. I agree. Yeah, it was very well separated, and I feel like this is a different tonal movie. It, it feels very different from the original ones. I like that about the movie, especially mm-hmm. kind of with the title. I didn't, I was curious, like, are we going to see a crawl? Is it going to, oh, oh, oh. No, there's no crawl. There's no crawl. You don't even get the Star Wars theme. <laughs> nope, you don't you get, get the. You get this, like, you think it is, but no, it's not. <laughs> like, nope. it's kind of like what, like when you watch a Star Wars Clone Wars, it was like. Yeah, something like that. You get the dun, 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 <laughs> and you're just like, that's not Star Wars. <laughs> but you're right, it's not Star Wars. I will say this. This movie, of everything about it, was better at building a universe than Force Awakens was. Force Awakens, we could have just pull out your uh, find and replace and just replace the word Jakku with Tatooine. <laughs> uh, you could find your um, uh, was Star Killer base and replace that with Death Star Three. Yep, there you go. And you would have had the the galaxy right. Like it, it, it was basically re scans. This one. You saw what is happening in a post Jedi, post Order sixty six universe, especially with Jedi culture, mm-hmm. and it's essentially like strip out what we can get and destroy the rest. Like they are, the Empire is done with Jedi, um, but there are people out there who still kind of cling to that ideal, right? Like 
there are these guardians, right? And you see guardians in Star Wars Rogue or uh, Star Wars Rebels. Okay, like you I, see, I haven't. You watched see Rebels guardians yet. in there. Like, what does a guardian of a temple look like? They are fucking the Senate Guard of the Jedi. Like, <laughs> they are the badasses with death staffs. Except they're lightsabers and they murder everything. Like, you don't fuck with the holocrons that we have. And you see these people who are like aspire to be that, right? And it's because um, I think I, it was. I, I like the. I like because in speaking on that, I like the fact that there wasn't per se anybody like using the force. It wasn't this like force push, force pull, like all this, you know, yeah. this stuff you expect from the mainline force movies. These are all, for the most part, general, regular people, except for. Um, I know the actor's name, Donnie Yen, his character. Churit. Is that, is that how we say his name? Churit. Sure, we're going to go with that. That's yep. what it says here. Churut, something Chirut. like that. Yeah, something. But, like, that was a cool, like, he's not a Jedi, but he very much wants to be, but he can't. Like, you can't be a Jedi, right? Because he's already an adult. He's, you know, Jedi are dead. That There's but no he, one to learn but from. you can tell he is Force-sensitive. Yeah, he has like, Force-sensitive. In, in the sense of, Le- like, Leia. He doesn't. He doesn't have any of the powers to tap into, but like those feelings that well, Leia he, always got. I think he has the power. He just it was never. He was never taught how to use it. Like because the Jedi okay. were dead, right? Like there yep. were no Jedi, and so no one were. Like, he would have been picked up as a baby, but everyone was dead. Yeah. So and that's that was cool to see. He had his, his buddy that was uh, hanging out with him. I cannot remember. Uh, Boz Base Malbus. Yes. Yes, the yes, and, and like he was a cool contrast to him, right? Like the Force protected me, I protected you. Like he was very much the Han Solo of that Obi Wan, right? Oh yeah. Like he was super cynical about it all, but in the end, it like comes around, right? And really, he really comes around to that. Um, so universe building, way better. I loved the planets. I loved seeing. What they were it, something different. They were something different. There was a Imperial research facility. There was a, like, uh, this was all about intelligence. This felt like a spy movie more than an action flick. Yeah. Like, it was, we got to learn things, like the main the main rebel, um, Captain Cassian, uh, what was it, Cassian? Oh, uh, we're, we're looking at, um, we're looking at the cast list, if yeah. people can't tell. Anyways, he was like, rebel intelligence. That's cool. He wasn't like a rebel commando. He was like, I am here to learn about shit. And yep. he was a, you know, he's a field operative. Like he was able to hold his own in a fight, but he was all about intel. This was all about learning, right? When you first see him, he is sneaking around. He's not like blowing up stuff. He's like sneaking around and. He murdered his informant. Yep. Straight up street justice. <laughs> he said, nah, I'm not going to let you squeal. Yep. You got to go. Sorry. Sorry. It's going to be okay. And then and sneaks off. It's not. He's not the Han Solo, like, run and gun, like, pew, 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 shoot everybody, go. He's very much like, I'm going to sneak and hide over here. And that was, again, a, kind of going along with the movie, it's a different dynamic. It was something different to see, and I liked that about the movie. Um, uh, curious, how did you feel about Jen Urso? And, like, her as a character? Jen was... I, I have a thing. I love female protagonists. Jen was a... I feel like Jen was a really strong character. She was a little blank. Okay, I, I wanted to... like I kind of felt the same way, especially... Especially at the, at the beginning and kind of... I think... For me, it was a little hard to kind of 
understand how she went from, okay, I'm doing, you know, I'm kind of this criminal. And then all of a sudden I'm on board with the rebellion. And, you know, you call it, of course the movie is like, she meets her dad and then Cassiana Andor. There you go. Okay. Um, she, she meets her dad and that kind of motivates her to get back in the rebellion. But like, I think more so of like, she was just kind of, Hey, I want to go see my dad to right after her dad dies. And like, they go back to, um, Yavin four mm-hmm. that she's like, we have to go steal the death star plans. Da 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 da. And she's like, so very like maybe a little too passionate for me. As far as like, it was just, Oh, my father died. I got to jump on this boat. Like I jumped yeah. in. Um, but still like, it wasn't, too much to take away from me from the experience. I feel like she really came to fruition as a character in the last third of the film. I agree. Yeah. You really saw her. Also, when they were on the beach, I said, if they kiss, I'm done with this movie. <laughs> I'm done with this movie. Disney, you have spent 10 years trying to break this shit out of... You made it. This is a prison of your own design. <laughs> like, even he, he said it in the movie, not all prisons are places we put... You know, some prisons we carry with us. I was like, you're carrying this prison. If you have this strong female protagonist kiss this dude at the end, I'm done with your movie. <laughs> and fortunately, it never happened. They just disintegrated together. That yep. was fun. But not actually, that was horrible. But um, I did predict that everyone would die. Okay. Everyone died. They that did. Is, that is because I was like, none of these characters are from anything else. They're just here. That's yeah. It's like so Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and John teleport down to the planet. <laughs> Who do you think's not coming back? Like, come on, let's be real here. Um, but it was it was a. It, I feel like that was. I didn't expect everyone to die. I like I guessed that they would, but I was like, maybe they'll find a way out of it. No, everyone dies. No, like, everybody is. Everybody. And dies. it like that also sets up the point like. I think it's a good firm point. Like, don't expect any sequels to this. There yes, there's already any... there's already three sequels to it. It's called the original <laughs> Star Wars trilogy. Like, go watch it. Like, like direct sequels to like you, you know, you're not going to see. What like, are you going to do? Show Darth Vader flying back to the Star Destroyer and jumping to <laughs> hyperspace? That's what it is. Don't give people ideas. Sometimes oh, we can make a movie out of this if That's we it. do this. It's this. a vine. That's what that is. It's a vine. <laughs> but it was like. All the characters were different, and I liked that about yeah. that. Um, the Let's take a minute to talk about K, KS2O. Best droid in any Star Wars film. K2SO, there you go. He was one of my favorite droids. <laughs> the exact phrase that I that I had with the friends that I was with, I said, that is the SAS bot. Oh, yeah. He the SAS circuits. He are, did not care. He didn't care at all. Uh. <laughs> favorite part with him was by far the grabbing the... The grenade in midair. And he's just like, he's like, awful lot of explosions for a secret mission. He like throws it as like 12 stormtroopers come up and kills them all. Like that was great. All the way up to his like final scene. That was just like, he was. Yeah. There was a lot of like, you saw, you felt a lot of emotion when he was in yeah. there trying to unlock the door and he's getting shot at and he's trying to defend. And- the thing I love most is as soon as the stormtrooper came around the corner, he locked the door. Like, it wasn't a question of like loyalty, right? He was an imperial droid. At his heart, he was an imperial droid, and in that moment, he could have still been an imperial droid. But he, not even thinking, boop, clock, lo- closed the door. Like, and that for me was just like, man, this, this is one of the best characters. Like, he is sacrificing. This is the sacrifice. Everyone else, I think, like maybe, um, oh, da da da, Chirrut. 
I'm sorry, I'm butchering. No, you're okay. You're okay. He consciously sacrificed himself, right? Like, and then I think his, you know, his friend, uh, um, Boz, 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 some of it. Like, he went out there to, you know, to complete. You know, he's like, oh, you're my friend, so like, I'm gonna come out here and try and rescue you. Yeah. But like, a lot of the other people didn't necessarily volunteer to sacrifice themselves. Like, they kind of knew there was a possibility, but like. He was straight up like, I'm going to lock this door. They have blasters. Super lock the door. Like that. I well, loved him. Well, that too. Like the, um, I don't remember the guy's name, the um, Imperial pilot, the defector, near the end when he has to run out and like connect yep. the harness to the um, to their ship so they can beam out the information through the shield. And him having like, okay, I've got to do this. And he's working and when that stormtrooper comes up and throws the grenade in the yeah in the bay and he like he could have ran out he could have grabbed it and tried to something but he just kind of was like uh, okay you know just that's how it is yeah and not necessarily a sacrifice but like he kind of just knew like he was trying to from the movie he was trying to help complete Galen Erso's mission like this is for Galen this is for the rebels this is for what he wanted in running out to like you know it doesn't matter if I get shot boom just I gotta do it yeah yeah I think that and I want everyone to know you're listening to this and you're like well Seth aren't you gonna talk about that scene we're gonna talk about that scene yeah. I'm saving that <laughs> scene for last um I wanna talk real quick about uh I believe it is director or uh Krennic, sorry. Director Krennic. Yeah, like, how, how did you feel about him? <clears throat> so, Director Krennic was probably one of the worst villains I've ever... He's Watto tier. Wow. <laughs> He's Watto tier. And mainly because he is not a villain... Grand Moff Tarkin. Very obvious that he is an antagonist for, for that character, right? Like, yeah. Tarkin is trying to steal his shit. He wants to make sure that the Emperor knows. Newsflash, dude, the Emperor doesn't care. He does not care about who made it. Nope. He doesn't. And it, he thinks that this is so important to him, right? The, I think the character was necessary. Like, we needed someone to hate. You know, you, we needed... So about some new motivation, some not new necessarily... Mo- because Tarkin. Tarkin's not going to die. Like, I mean, he's his CGI body is, is immortal <laughs> in that. But, like... There had to be someone who was chasing them, right? Tarkin doesn't chase. When Tarkin moves, you're done. Yeah. There's not. There's no second tra- chance with Tarkin. Um, but the, I just didn't. I didn't like his character. His motivation was v- very thin. It was just enough. It's like I want power and I want glory. It was. It was just enough. Which I mean, a lot of those imperial officers. That's what they were there for. Um, but it was. Very, I, I agree. Like, kind of a very low tier Tarkin, like just a like a lower officer who's just very basic. Like, this is for the Empire. I want power and I want respect and authority. And you know, this is my design. And you, you kind of see a little bit more when. Congratulations, you designed a sphere. Yeah, <laughs> it has a little dish in it. Like when you just like. You saw that when Tarkin was trying to take that from him, you saw a little bit more emotion and character from like, no, this is mine. I'm the one who developed and designed this and worked hard. And that's really about as much as I got from his character. He had zero chill. Zero chill. Yeah. No chill. <laughs> he was just like, get that beachhead under control. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, come on. Like, you're, 
you're losing it. Yeah. And people don't like leaders that lose it. Yeah. Even for the evil empire. And even till the end, it was... But then again, it was... When you think about the Star Wars universe as a whole, we're always used to the villains or the Sith. And these these dark lords, and you're expecting lightsaber fights. And this was very much... He's a lieutenant. He he was a... It was a grounded villain for a grounded story with grounded characters. Yeah. for what he was, it was good. It was fine. I and as it. soon and you could see, I think that he did a better job of selling Tarkin than anything. Because as soon as he said, "Well, Krennic's on the on the base," Tarkin was like, "Prepare for light speed." <laughs> He's like, "Perfect." All these rebels. There's only one way to stop the rebels, right? Yep. Complete Blood. obliteration. There's gonna be some crossfire. Whoops, my bad. Like that was in that moment, I was like, "Whoa, Grand Moff Tarkin's an asshole." Yep. And uh, you may not remember this about A New Hope, but him pondering was the last scene before the Death Star exploded. Like yeah. it, his death was an important part of that. But it's a montage, so you don't really catch it. But it was—I didn't really like the villain, but he—he he served his purpose, right? He like director, um, gosh, Krennic served his purpose. Yep. The thing with him. I think one of his most convincing or one of his most revealing scenes was when he visited our good friend Anakin Skywalker, otherwise known as Darth Vader. <laughs> and no joke, the motherfucking Tower of Sauron, like in the middle of what I can only assume is Mustafar, which. If, that was my guess. If it's not Mustafar, why the hell would you want to live on a planet that remotely looks like the thing that turned you into what you are? Do you not remember what it was like to be literally burned alive in a volcano after your arms and legs were removed by the person who trained you? <laughs> I, it had to have been Mustafar. That's the only thing I can think of. It, I, I don't know, but what the hell does he have that servant there for? That really bothered me. <laughs> The servant, I was like, oh, like this is maybe, and then there were like some Senate guards there, and I was like, okay, this is obvious. I thought it was at first maybe the Emperor's, like, almost thought it was too bungalow. <laughs> Real nice place you have here, Emperor. Well, because Emperor, I think in, even in the Clone Wars, didn't he still continue to go to Mustafar back and forth throughout the Clone Wars and whatnot? If what I'm, the the Emperor, he had like a base or something on Mustafar, and he would go there. And do secret things there. Oh, well, yeah, there was a there was a base there that, or it was the mining facility, was where which okay. is where all the shit went down. But that's where he was like, "Hey, everyone, come meet. We're gonna have a big separatist meeting over at Mustafar." <laughs> and everyone showed up. They're like, "Man, I can't wait for the party to start." And then Anakin said, "It's time to go." <laughs> then Obi Wan said, "I have the high ground," and the rest is history. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's that scene where he was like, "Don't choke on your ambitions." I was like, "Yes, yes." Darth Vader, pun level Darth Vader. <laughs> yes. For, choking puns approved. <laughs> always. Always. Um, but in, in that moment, it was like you could tell that this guy had no future with the Empire. Yeah. It was just like, you are where you're going to be. Like, deal yep. with it. But that leads us to... Probably that, your favorite moment. That... Oh, listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna get intimate again. Okay. When I was a kid, I remember I'm gonna share my Star Wars story. Okay. So we were in a we were in a uh, a mobile like a RV, not like a you know trashy mobile home, but like you know you take an RV on a trip, right? 
Mm-hmm. We were staying at this place in Destin, Florida called Camping on the Gulf. It's like <laughs> huge sign, but it was just this RV park right on the beach. And up at the front desk, you could rent VHS movies for a dollar a night. That was like their cheesy. Their big thing. Like, their, their thing. Like they had the rack over there. And I remember going up there. I was seven years old with my dad. And they had this movie named Star Wars. I was like, that is, that is the movie. That, that one. That was Seth. That one. <laughs> so we got that movie, went back, watched it on a little 13-inch TV with a VCR built in. Life was changed. That was it. <laughs> I wanted to quit football, join the band. The rest is history. <laughs> All right. So I remember vividly the scene where Darth Vader walks through the door into the Tan of Four. At the start of four. At the start of episode four. When he walks through, you know, the dun, dun, like just the, the, the music. And I, I was done that was it i was like what are all of the other things in my brain remove them all fill them with this thing because he's the coolest this is the coolest dude ever and as you know as i go through life i i would see darth vader and the thing that always really bugged me is i knew darth vader was a badass but no one would ever show me no one would ever show me like empire strikes back would get a little close like episode six doesn't count because he was kind of like at that point, dying. Yeah. He was kind of dying and also like, I don't really want to kill my son because that kind of sucks. Plus, he was old, too. You got to think. He was like, old, yeah. yeah. And so, um, episode five, you know, he starts, he's like, hey, you want some of these reactors? I got reactors. Like, he's forced throwing stuff and you get a little bit of that. But you never truly see Darth Vader be the menace of the galaxy. Other than probably, like, comics... Maybe like some of the cartoons, not in the movies. Yeah, never. In the you, movies. you don't see the moosh, the motion, the movement of it. Like yeah. you don't see what does Darth Vader fight like. You see the frames, but you never really get to see that. This scene, and we're referring to the hallway scene, <laughs> was single-handedly my favorite scene in Star Wars ever. Period. Which is totally selfish, <laughs> but fucking yes, that is oh what God. I wanted. Oh my fucking life! Oh my God! It was so good. It was exactly what I wanted from this movie. And it, like, I love how it was just a moment. They didn't like linger on it. I'm so glad. I, I heard rumors that this scene was three times as worse. Or three times worse than it was. Really? But they cut it because Disney. Yeah. Um, I do want to see that. <laughs> I want to see that scene. But the from the moment, like you hear the... It's like super dark. Super They're in the hallway. The, the door is almost closed. And They're... you can hear the door getting like ripped, right? Like you can hear just the, like just for a moment. And then you hear the breathing and then the lightsaber ignites. And in that moment, I lost my shit. I was done. <laughs> I was done. And then he goes through here. Cause I've always imagined Darth Vader being this lumbering force sensitive behemoth, right? Yeah. He, and you see it in his Obi-Wan fight in, in four. He just like moves his hand once. He doesn't do like this, hold it with both hands. The like, like, elegant, like, like no, he Darth has Maul or anything like that. One hand, the other hand is doing four shit and you are dead. Which, I mean, is, he only has, he has robotic limbs, so that's what you would expect. That's what you can do, yeah. And it, it just the grab him, push him into the into the ceiling. He's staying there. He, I'm walking past him. He's still there. I am cutting these men. Those seven dudes shot at me. They are now dead. It is all, and, and in this whole package... You can see like the rebel that has the disc and he's just like, he's just like, open the door, open the door. And then he like looks back and sees and he's just like, take this, take like, and you can just see how close it was. 
And when you carry that over into episode four, which it almost like almost rolls directly into. Yeah. And it's, you can see the frustration. Darth Vader is not a person who fails ever. He does not fail, but boy, does he start in episode four? That is, I mean, he gets tie fighter gets blown in space, <laughs> loses the plan. Dropping the ball a lot. He's dropping the ball. I mean, episode five, he comes back, but then they just crash his superstar destroyer. And just the- like, he, uh, me on that scene, like, I was, I remember, like, the movie, this is good. And then get to that last part, I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? Like, it. he comes out, blocks all the fire, choke, force choke, force slam on the walls. And, like, everybody's shooting there trying to beat. He's, take it, just go. Yeah, he just, <laughs> like, gives it. And as soon as he hands it off, shroom, a lightsaber through him. He rips that door off the hinges, and the guy is just running as fast as he can. Well, he, he didn't can. even... He runs as fast and, like, stumbles. He trips him falls, yeah. and he's crawling to the other door, and they're like, Go! Get out of here! Yeah, like, it's just, you've got to get out of here. And then, as soon as he, like, gets through the door, he pulls the handle, and it's, boom, the lights come on, and it's all white. I was just like, Oh, God, this is it. This is it. This movie literally ends right as episode four starts, and they pull the switch. Ten of four is out of there. Audi 9000, we peace out A-Town. Darth Vader is pissed as fuck. He's standing there on the edge watching them fly away. It's like, yeah, and I'm surprised he didn't just like force grab that piece of shit and bring it back in. But, you know, whatever. Maybe. That's a little too OP. That's a little I actually appreciated that that didn't happen. Yeah, no, he no, he saw like he saw it and then it was just like. And then you see the, the you know, walk to the, the bridge. Ah, oh my God, digital technology is so great. <laughs> Carrie Fisher is young again. Digital Leia. Yeah, DigiLeia. Um, which, yeah, that render, that that CAD file will go for thousands <laughs> if it were ever sold at auction. But the idea that that movie just ends right as episode four begins is beautiful. It's what I imagined. I really hoped that they made it. And it made you realize the Rebel fleet just got fucked. Oh, yeah. The, like, just got destroyed. Basically, if you didn't warp out of there before the Imperial ships came in at the end, you were done. Uh, the the space battle was the only space battle I have seen in Star Wars since the original trilogy that felt like a Star Wars battle. Like, it was, there was no extravagant flippy flips, floopty loops, R2 shoot the buzz droids with your electro shockers. <laughs> like, none of that bullshit. This was like. X-Wings getting destroyed. Just as many TIE Fighters getting destroyed. Giant ships cramming into each other. Yep. The um, I loved the the hammerhead, like the way they took out the gate. Well, yeah. That was so rebel. <laughs> Hashtag so rebel. Um, but it, it was... it The end of that movie gave you a very real sense of how close it was that those plans didn't get there. They were having trouble trying to find the project. They found the project... The power went out. They had to climb up. They went up to the tower. They put the disc in. She had to recalibrate the tower, send out the plans, made sure, of course, the shield was down, so they had the yep. plans. They got the plans. As Imperial ships are coming in, they're like, send the plans and send it to them now. It was great. It like And, and just the loading screen for it was just so and, Star Wars. And it, it's interesting because even though you know the outcome, you were still on the edge. Oh, oh, get it. Oh, God, they got it. Okay. Yes, they got it. They got it. And they're out of there. It was, the, I will say, the last third of that movie was so great. Yeah. It was so good. Like, for, leaving for for Scarif. That whole life, yeah, when they go there. That was really good. That was just the, the peak of that film. Because it was, I mean, it was a spy movie at that point. Yep. It was a spy movie. 
and they did it. You know, they came in. They said, "You're looking for the manifest or the the." The, um, the, the, man, the, manifest? the manifest yeah he's like you're looking for the man it's right down here and then like rebels just like come on in <laughs> got something cooking for you and it was just great it was really really fun but that the the, the hallway i've been waiting for that <laughs> since i was a child it was, we made it happen it was beautiful just made it happen oh who do you think that i mean we know han solo's coming up next yep what other stories are there to tell I don't know, like, within this time frame, maybe, like, as much as people hate or don't like the prequels, maybe something before then, maybe, we, we've read it in the expanded areas with, like, the books and whatnot, but maybe something about Qui-Gon, or... I want you to know, if there's a Qui-Gon Star Wars story, I will jump out of this window <laughs> right behind me, and I'm on the second floor. I will land. I will be in the hospital. When I recover, I will go watch that movie. <laughs> but just like telling the story of him and Darth, um, Darth Tyrannus. Darth Tyrannus, yeah. Um, Count Dooku. And well, because, yeah, he was already gone by the time Darth Tyrannus entered the scene. Yep. But, yeah, what was their... What well, happened? according to the like, expanded universe, they were master and apprentice mm-hmm. to some extent. So, like, I think Count Dooku trained Qui-Gon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, oh, I rem- yeah. if I remember right. I'd have to go back through the experience. Like, just seeing some stuff about that. Some cool stuff, yeah. Um, I, I'm i curious. I was thinking about this after I was leading the movie. Like, We're going to get 89, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if Disney, when we're probably much older, if they take this story and do go Old Republic on it. Not necessarily back then, but go thousands of years before or after the original Star Wars line and maybe to try and start up like this is a new trilogy, you know, new areas, stories you've never seen or heard before. They could. That would be cool. I know a lot of people want New Republic or sorry, Old Republic stuff. Old Republic is a great video game. It is not going to be a good movie. There's too much, like there's too much to Old Republic. And Old Republic is a war it is like a war that is not built on anything other than just a difference in ideals. And there's just a lot of, there's a, there's like, if you were to spin it off, Old Republic would be the spinoff. I just don't think there's enough, like mom, mommies and daddies are not going to want to take their kid to go see Old Republic. Like they want to see Star Wars, right? They yeah. want to see TIE Fighters, X-Wings. Like that is the stuff of, of that. I think that. They may do that. That would be 10 years minimum. It'll be a while. It would be a while. I think that that possible next steps. I think that there's a lot to be said for Obi-Wan and Luke. Especially Obi-Wan coming up with whatever the hell they're going to do in 8 and 9. I think maybe like a side story of what Obi-Wan was doing. And maybe Mm -hmm. an adventure he went on while he was in exile before episode 4. That could be one. The the idea of, of seeing Luke... Like, like the beginning of episode seven was jarring that it was like, whoa, Luke is missing the hell. Like I thought Luke was going to be like, and like on the council. Like I thought this, the Jedi's would have a temple now. Like, no, he's gone. That was the expanding universe. That's that gone. was, yeah, that EU is gone. And it was just like, what? And, and you know that there's all the stuff with the Knights of Ren and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get some of that in eight and nine, I'm sure. some flashback there, but there's, there's so much to, there's so much to tell 
and they've done it with Marvel, they'll do it with. Yeah, I agree. We're actually going to get a Star Wars story of the two, the two Cantina guys. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that. Just their adventures. <laughs> it's just basically a biker. They're just like a biker gang. They just go around and just threaten people. It'll be a great like, you know those short, short clips they show in front of like Disney movies. That's what that would be. That would be a yeah. That's what that would be. Star Wars Rogue One was a good movie. Very good. I enjoyed it a lot. I it's weird to me that there's now more Star Wars. Like you still, still getting we- used to that? It's still weird to me <laughs> that I'm like I'm gonna boot up my 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 library. I'm like wait okay episode one two three four five seven seven and now this Star Wars story. Where does this go? Do I organize this? <laughs> like where does this fit in here? And it's just like chronological. It's chronological, but it's like what. It's really exciting because there's so much to explore and they're exploring it. Like it used to just be left to the writers to come up with it, right? Or the comic artists to come yeah. up with it. But now Disney is forging a canon that can be further expanded upon. And that's really cool. Yep. Agreed. I'm about it. Tell us what you thought about the movie though. Did you like Rogue One? Or are you an uninformed Star Wars fan? That's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> you have a right to not like Star Wars Rogue One, but you don't. <laughs> but you do Star Wars Rogue One was a good movie but let us know what you think about it you can tweet us at Rocket Punch Go as always all of our content lives on RocketPunchGo.com and on Patreon you can support us at Patreon.com slash Rocket Punch if you're on iTunes feel free to leave us a positive review that helps other people see us so mm-hmm. we can talk about this if you did not stop listening and you haven't seen Rogue One yet I hope you enjoyed our Rogue One spoiler cast there we didn't cover quite everything. We covered we most of the big spoilers. We covered the well, we covered the big spoilers, <laughs> but there's like there's definitely scenes that we didn't like elaborate on what they oh, yeah. did. So like it's still a good idea to go watch the movie so you can find out like what's happening with Urso and things like that. Like yeah. who is that? What is he doing? You know, he was doing things. Um but it was overall I'm putting it next to episode seven. They're interchangeable, but they're two different movies. But they are—they sit firmly in quality between the original trilogy and the prequels. So, <laughs> so that's—I'm like, cool. I can you know go visit there. It's like the beach house, right? You go visit there for a little while, but you can't live there. The Wi-Fi there sucks. So you got to come back home eventually because yep. I got to get my—I got to get my my JoJo's Bizarre Adventure right. <laughs> season you have fina- to make sure your season finale is next Friday. For I got to make sure I get back in time to get the the gigabit Ethernet. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you so much for listening. It's been great chatting with you here. Until next time, farewell. See you.